of a graphic nature. Listener discretion is advised. Space. Time. Reality. Everyone has their concepts of these, but um, are they actually true? What if I told you that all those terms, all those concepts, are about as fluid as water? This anthology series contains stories that flow between them like a wandering river, between the mind, the body, and the soul. Boldly influenced by the powers that were, the powers that are, and the powers that will be. This is Dark Charm Presents. Episode 306, The Prisoner. Death Row, Sing Sing Prison, New York, 1956. It's filled with men of various walks of life, but one not more puzzling than Joe Bannister. Joe's tale is a complicated one. Joe was convicted on three counts of first-degree murder. He sliced off the genitals of two men, hung them from the rafters like they were sacks of beef, and mutilated a woman to where the only thing left on her was the torso on her head. The reasons why this was the case were never addressed. Joe remained silent, however, even in the sense to defend himself. Whenever asked, Joe answered the exact same way. Just put me away. That seemed to be quite alright with the justice system, and after a few years of appeals by Joe's lawyer, tomorrow it was finally time for Joe to go to the electric chair and meet his maker. Joe was giving his own cell as every cellmate he ever had were absolutely terrified of him. They ended up beaten to a bloody pulp or killed outright. Joe served many a day and night in solitary confinement, but what were they going to do to him? Kill him? He knew he was already going to die. The warden asked him why he did what he did. He said the same thing. Just put me away. Joe laid on his bunk, reading a Bible as a pounding knock came from outside of the cell. A guard opened the door and walked inside. Behind him, a priest dressed in last rites robes stood behind him. Bannister, here's the priest you asked for. Please don't kill him. Joe looked up from his Bible and didn't seem to care what the guard said. Get the fuck out of here. The guard left the priest in the cell. The priest, while a man of God, didn't seem to have the confidence of his protection against the predator that was Joe. Um, hello Mr. Bannister. You, you asked for me? Joe looked up as he closed the Bible. He stared at the priest as he sat up on the bunk. I did. He sized up the priest, but said nothing. I'm, I'm... Why are you afraid? What? Come on in, father. Or is it brother? Father. Uh, Father Michael DeChico. Italian, huh? Born in New York? <sighs> no, I was, uh, I was born in Norfolk, Virginia, but uh, I lived in New York for a long time. You don't sound like you were born here either. Nope. I was born in Hanover, PA. Joe said as he turned his back to him. But you didn't answer my question, Father. Why are you afraid? Because you're a killer. He turned back around to talk. I get that, but why? You have the Lord Most High on your side. 
Surely you believe that Almighty God, His Son, and all of His mighty angels will protect you from someone like me, right? Father DeChico was silent. Joe came up almost nose to nose with the priest. Wow. That shows me your lack of faith. Or do you believe God is a sham? I believe if the Almighty wants me to die today, he'll, he'll take me. I know where I'm going, but it doesn't mean I don't want to live. Joe stared at him. As if he were processing his answer, he then nodded as he turned back towards his bunk. What do you know about me? I'm not sure what you're asking. My case, my life. What do you know about me? What do they tell you? Well, not much. They... You never gave much of an interview to anyone, not even your prison psychiatrist. That prison shrink is a poindexter. The consensus, however, has been that you've been tight-lipped aside from what they originally got from the police file. Why'd I do it? That's what you're thinking, right? Why did I mutilate those people, and why did I traumatize or kill every person I came across? And the biggest question on your brain, how did I survive 13 months of solitary confinement? Is this something that you will actually tell me? I mean, on the day before you meet your maker, you want to confess to me? Are you worthy of my confession? What kind of question is that? A valid one, considering what I'm about to tell you. I want you to be able to understand what you are about to hear. If you can't, you need to find someone who can. I don't have much time left. And just tell me, Mr. Bannister, if it turns out that I'm a moron later, you can request another priest. But I, I assure you, I can understand anything you tell me. Joe sat silent for a moment, but then looked to the priest. Do you believe in divine retribution? Or divine justice? The priest was quiet in thought. What's this in regards to? You? No, I mean God. Almighty God can use other people to carry out his divine vengeance? <clears throat> well, I, I, I guess it's possible considering what's going to happen to you. Joe stood up. What if I was that focus for God's justice? The priest moved once more close to the cell door. I'm not going to hurt you, Padre. You can relax. Joe was getting frustrated at the priest's apparent fear. Father DeChico breathed the sigh of relief as he pulled away from the door. Wayne Vauder, George Vauder, and Dolores Johnson. The names of the people you murdered. Right. They weren't nice people. Last time I checked, not being nice was not a warrant for murder. What about people who sexually abuse children? Huh? Wayne and George had a fetish. They were extremely sick fucking men. And Dolores, well, she was just as complacent in the abuse because she just let it happen. Do you have proof? The Vauders were a loaded family. They made sure to pay off the medical examiner. They never did an autopsy on my son. Your son? You, you never stated you were married. Joe pulled out a soft pack of Lucky Strikes, lit one, closed his eyes and took a drag, inhaling the fumes as if they were bringing back his memories. I wasn't. I should have been, though. I miss my Marie like an amputee misses their limbs. That's what she was like to me. Part of me. I'm sorry. How'd she die? 
Calvin was a breached birth, and Marie died in childbirth. I was all he had, and I took care of him. But I made a serious mistake. You didn't realize who your babysitters were. Joe nodded as he took another drag and let the smoke slowly seep through his lips. I trusted Dolores with my boy. Implicitly. Is that why you mutilated her more? Joe looked up at the priest. I cut off her breasts because who would want to suckle at the breasts of a viper? I cut off her arms because who would want to hold someone who would hurt him like that? Her legs... And you feel this was justified? That you provide justice? So I was told. So you were told? The night that Calvin was found beaten and raped, I saw from the shadows an angel of the Lord. An angel of the Lord, huh? You sound like you don't believe me. <laughs> uh, frankly, Mr. Bannister, I don't. But that doesn't mean that you don't believe this story. Mr. Bannister was my father. You can call me Joe. As I was saying, I saw from the shadows of the oak tree in my front yard an angel of the Lord. She said to me that I will be robbed of justice and that God didn't want to see that. The angel was right. And what did this angel look like? From the shadows, she was dark, long dark hair, raven wings, and black robes. Doesn't sound like traditional angels. Oh, you mean the bright, shiny, flowing male angels? Yeah, this wasn't like that. I could see death in her eyes, but not for me. She gave me the choice. Get justice for my son with my hands, or allow her to do it. Either way, all three were going to die anyway. You could have told your psychiatrist all of this, and it would have been considered that... Then I could have been insane. Joe stood up and rubbed out the cigarette in the sink, flushing the ashes down the drain and throwing the butt in the garbage can nearby. There were rules to my vengeance. Which were? I had to pay my penance here on Earth, with no ability to save myself, and once I finished, I'd be taken to my reward. How'd that plan come up for your former bunkmates? The ones you killed and the ones you terrified. I didn't kill them. You were the only one in the cell at the time. Of course you had to have killed them. Did anyone ever get a chance to interview my former cellmates? Did they ever give a definitive answer as to why I apparently let them live? Father DeChico stayed silent. They never said a word, did they? They did, but no one believed them. What did they say? They say that they saw a change in you, as if you weren't there and someone, something else was there instead. Oh, I was here. I was here the whole fucking time. What they saw was the angel protecting me. Joe offered him a cigarette. Want one? Looks like you could use a drag. He shook his head, as if he was exasperated. I, I don't smoke. He put the soft pack back in the cuff of his t-shirt. Suit yourself. Father DeChico needed to rationalize in his own mind what was going on and what he just heard, so he tried to clear his mind of the confusion. So let me summarize this the best as I can, Joe. You find out that three, the three people you killed, raped, and killed your child, and that was your brand of justice because you were told by an angel of the Lord that you could do so? Am I, first on the, am I correct on this first part? Indeed. Then, 
when they finally convict you, you cannot defend yourself or you'll be denied your eternal reward. See, for telling one person, and I sure as hell wasn't going to talk to a shrink, the judge, or anyone else. Why was I so special? You're a man of the cloth and an honestly good man. That's so rare to find nowadays. In my eyes, you've done no wrong to deserve that type of punishment I gave to them. You weren't a kid fucker or swindler or anything. But how do you know? We haven't met until now. Let's just say I have uh, insight into these things. The worst thing you've ever done was skim a little extra from the offering plate, and that was just to put it onto another charitable fund. You never kept it. You're the first to arrive at your parish and the last to leave, and everyone knows that Father DeChico will listen to whatever problems you have. You had to have heard that from someone. I did. I heard it from your aura, your essence. So you can read those? Ever since I was put in this hellhole, yeah. It's kept me safe. DeChico sat in silence for a moment. How do you feel? I'm in good spirits, Father. <laughs> really? If you're going to go to the electric chair, I wouldn't call that an event that would spark good spirits. Um, no pun intended. Joe laughed at the priest's <laughs> choice of words. <laughs> Normally I'd agree with you in that regard, but I have no intention of being in that chair tomorrow morning. How do you plan on getting out of here? There are guards outside, and the agreement I made before I arrived was that if you used me as a hostage to get out, my life was be basically forfeit. That's another thing. I wanted you here to check my cell. I want you to think about any way I could get out other than what I've told you. You mean that your angel would deliver you? Indeed. The priest started to inspect the bars and walls of the cell. There were no borings or carvings of tunnels to make an exit, and the bars at every part were solid. He looked at the bunk. May I? By all means, be my guest. He inspected the bunk where Joe slept. No weapons. No modifications. Only thing he saw was a girly magazine and a box of letters. He lifted the box. What's in here? That's personal correspondence. Father DeChico noticed that these letters weren't letters addressed to Joe from outside people but they were from Joe Bannister. When I'm gone, it's advised in my will that these letters be sent out to the addresses inside. Why? What's in them? That's one secret I will not divulge on this date, Father. You'll see, though. Father DeChico paused and put the box down. <sighs> There's no way I can see that you could escape from here. Good. It'll prove everything tomorrow. Father DeChico left the cell moments later knowing that Joe Bannister was going to meet his maker and answer for his crimes. He spent several hours recording his findings with the warden, who was shocked that Bannister gave him any type of information. Once he was finished, he made his way back to the rectory. The next morning, Father DeChico was in morning prayer when Sister Marie Clarence came to him saying that there was a telephone call for him. He got up from the altar and walked to his office. Good morning, this is Father Tachico. Father Tachico, this is Warren Denno from Sing Sing. Are you close by? I can be here within an hour. Why? 
What is going on? Did someone get stabbed and need last rites counseling? Hours later, Father Michael DeChico arrived back at Sing Sing and walked with the guards and the warden in tow. Once they got to Joe Bannister's cell, they opened it and walked inside. He's gone. Oh my god. Father DeChico said as he traversed the entire cell looking for anything. I thought you said you didn't find anything in this place that he can escape from. The priest turned to them, feeling their vitriol, but for no fault of his own. I'm telling you, Warden, as God is my witness, I searched this cell high and low. He had no way of getting out of here. Except for his angel. His angel? Yeah. Didn't you mention that the angel was coming back for him? Father DeChico stood in the cell in thought for a long time at the ramifications of what Joe Bannister said was going to happen actually happened. On his way back to the car, he opened up the letter that Joe had left for him and began to read. <laughs> well done, good and faithful servant. A smile crept over his face as he put it back into the envelope as he got back into his vehicle and drove away. You've been listening. Dark Charm presents episode 306, The Prisoner. In the cast you heard, it's Gatekeeper. Miguel Pedroza, Joe Bannister, played by Dan McCloskey, The Guard, played by Christopher Hangel, Father Michael DeChico, played by Danny Atwell, and Warden Dedo, played by Ferd Burfel. Special effects by Zapsplat.com. Tune in next time for more unusual tales. Copyright 2022. Dark Charm Media, all rights reserved.